Welcome to 15 Minutes of Feminism, part of our On the Issues with Michelle Goodwin at Ms. Magazine platform. This is a show where we report, rebel, and you know we tell it like it is. Today I'm joined by Cecile Richards to speak about the dark money behind anti-abortion laws. Who's paying for that movement and are these companies that you want to support? In her new initiative to hold the corporations that bankroll the Texas abortion law SB8 accountable, she recently posted a tweet calling out AT&T for being the leading funder. Cecile Richards is an American activist who served as the president of the Planned Parenthood Federation of America and president of the Planned Parenthood Action Fund from 2006 to 2018. She's the author of Make Trouble, Standing Up, Speaking Out, and Finding the Courage to Lead My Life Story. Cecile, it's a real pleasure to have you with me today. And many people will remember you and know you from your work at Planned Parenthood. Can you just tell our listeners a little bit about what that journey was like in terms of working at Planned Parenthood, leading it during what has been an intense fight against reproductive health rights and justice, and now transferring the work that you were doing from there into this new effort? Sure. Thanks, Michelle. And it's so great to be on with you all. And thanks for this incredible service you provide to the world of helping us all figure out what we can do to, um, you know, continue to advance the the work I think most of us have been doing for our entire life. I, I did have the real honor of working with Planned Parenthood for uh, a little more than 12 years as the president. And of course, it's a, it's a more than a hundred year old institution. Uh, I've it is now being ably led by my friend, colleague, um, uh, just Wonder Wonder Woman, Alex McGill Johnson, and it's it's an organization that both provides healthcare to millions of people every year, uh, despite all the political uh, you know landmines that are thrown our way, uh, but also is an important advocacy organization, and of course. We're, we're talking in the midst of a very, I mean, it's always a hard time. There's always something, but, you know, I just left the state of Texas where, of course, we have an abortion ban in effect. Um, and so I would say that Planned Parenthood, not only in, in Texas is a good example, they provide um, affordable uh, quality health care to so many folks, many of whom who have very few options, um, but they also are on the front lines of both litigating about and advocating for uh, expanded reproductive health care access for all people. I guess that's sort of my, that is sure. the journey I was on and it's the journey I continue to be on in my work now, uh, not only with Supermajority, which has been you know focused on uh, expanding uh, the political participation of women and people who care about um, equal rights, um, as well as my work with American Bridge, which is really focused on turning out uh, voters in the midterm elections. Mm -hmm. Could you have anticipated, Cecile, when you took on that role, that you would have been in the fight in some ways of your life? Well, Michelle, I'd love to tell you, oh, I thought it would always going to just get better. But I actually think we've seen, look, the struggle for equal access to healthcare, voting, everything has always been on us. And in some ways, and interestingly, Texas is a bit of a microcosm of, I think, what's happening in the bigger world. So we, so just, you know, many, many history lesson here. Uh, in Texas, the Republican Party was really sort of taken over by the extreme far right. 
actually when my mother ran for re-election for governor, I mean, so this has been a long time back, although it has taken um, this many years for them to completely solidify their control over the Republican primary process and the voting process. Texas is a state which is now a majority minority state, as they say it, which is kind of an oxymoron because if it, if it, if they aren't a minority anymore if they're the majority. But anyway, a majority people of color state, uh, a state where we are getting more representation of women, of young people, of people of color, um, kind of breaking this, this stalemate we've had for decades. And so I think this is all kind of coming crashing up together. So I don't think it's any, any accident that in a state where the voting population is changing, the attitudes of people is changing, young people so much more progressive, that we were also seeing this development of an authoritarian state where uh, both people's voting rights are being infringed upon in a, in a way even beyond what we had you know, historically seen and that they've taken away abortion rights. I, I think this is the, the um, last throes of a you know, patriarchal, racist political system that is trying to do everything they can to, con- you know, keep the levers of power together. And so I guess I see it as not necessarily, I mean, discouraging for sure, maddening and raging, but in some ways, not that surprising. Not that surprising. So one of the efforts that you are undertaking, and I think that there are people that are uh, really excited about this, is to call out those businesses that have been part of the funding um, or that have supported politicians that have uh, enacted or been part of drafting, creating, signing on to laws that would restrict abortion rights. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, I mean, yes, American Bridge has been part of an effort to call out the corporations that have, as you say, you know, poured thousands of dollars, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars into the campaign coffers of the very people, Governor Greg Abbott, the Republican-led legislature, that have now effectively ended um, access to safe and legal abortion in Texas. And so we're doing everything we can to expose that, because to me, this is a moment um, that you can't, there's no place to be on the sidelines. You know, you're either aiding and abetting the perpetrators of these atrocities, or you're saying, you know what, as an employer, as a responsible um, community citizen, uh, as a business provider, we are actually going to take a position uh, and take a stand against um, essentially the ending of rights of millions of people in the state of Texas. I've been heartened that there are some companies that have done this and have really gotten out there. And I think it's important that we um, that we thank them and applaud them and challenge the rest of uh, corporate America to do the same. Um, because I, again, you know, this, the whole history of reproductive access um, and the fight for reproductive rights has really like almost exclusively fallen on women. And of course, with black women in, as in every important issue, really being on the, on the front um, cutting edge and on the front lines. So I just think it's time to say, you know what, we don't need to do this on our own. And in fact, it's, it's the responsibility of everyone to be engaged. And that includes um, companies that live in, do business in, take advantage of um, a state like Texas, 
uh, and there is no time like the present. It seems to me that that's like a, a page from the playbook that was used during the civil rights movement, which was, of course, very successful in, call, in calling out businesses and making sure that businesses would be accountable. How can people find information about what businesses are supporting um, SB8 and other kinds of anti-abortion measures and and to broaden this in terms of a reproductive justice lens that what we're talking about here is anti-abortion but it's also anti-contraception it's anti-reproductive health care altogether so first i'd say some groups and ultraviolet is a really good example um it's a group that's been publishing the top corporate donors to the republican party and they've done a lot of great work in texas uh, and so that's one resource. Uh, I hope there are more. I mean, we, this is, I think we are, we're collectively, we're going to continue to do more on this. Um, you, and, and I think it's really important that we both as, as citizens, we express our support for those businesses that have stepped up um, and show them some love as well as calling out. Cause I think sometimes we, you know, we're, we, we're better at aiming our you know, ammunition at the people that are doing bad stuff. And we don't always remember to actually appreciate the folks who, who are doing, doing a good job. So check out Ultraviolet. Look, the point you make is just so uh, important that this is, not, this is not just one, this whole abortion ban in Texas didn't just like drop out of the sky. This has been the agenda of the Republican Party for the last, you know, two or three decades, as I said earlier, this is not, this has been a slow march uh, to try and end access to all kinds of healthcare. In fact, you know, just recently the Biden administration finally restored the ability of Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers to participate in the family planning program. So the Republicans have also been trying to end access to, I mean, not just birth control, I mean, cancer screenings, you know, it's, it's pap smears. This is, it's just this, extraordinary um, effort to end access, particularly for people with low incomes, people who live in rural areas, people who have the least access to healthcare, um, and that, and that um, ability for them to actually take control of their own lives and their own bodies. Um, Texas is, I, I think, number one in um, the worst, or, or number two, it was always a competition for the, the most number of uninsured um, per capita. And of course, the same politicians that have passed this abortion ban refuse to expand Medicaid access um, to people that don't have health insurance. My guest is Cecile Richard. She's an American activist who served as the president of the Planned Parenthood Federation of America and president of the Planned Parenthood Action Fund from 2006 to 2018. She's the author of Make Trouble, Standing Up, Speaking Out and Finding the Courage to Lead My Life Story. Cecile, what I want to ask you about now is that with the backdrop that you've just shared, what do we make of how these legislators view the value of women's lives? It is interesting, and, and you know, I was really listening carefully to the speeches and the remarks at the rally uh, this uh, in Austin. And this is really clear for folks. I think both the political nature of this—that this is not some rogue group out on the fringe of society that is somehow past these terrible restrictions. This is the Republican Party. This is their agenda, and I do believe that's important 
because I think in people's, you know, moments of total despair, and there is a lot of despair right now about what the atrocities that are happening, it's, it's important that people understand who's behind this and what they can do to actually um, make a change. Cecile, before I let you go and turn to a question of silver linings, I want to pick up on a thread that you've mentioned throughout the show, which is that the majority of the anti-abortion measures taking place at the state level have been led by Republican legislatures, even though the majority of Republicans, let's say in the state of Texas, actually disagree with SB 8, the law that was signed into place by Governor Abbott. It restricts abortions after six weeks of pregnancy with no exceptions for rape or incest. And of course, that calls into history Roe v. Wade itself, which was a case that struck down a Texas anti-abortion law. It was a seven to two opinion. The majority of those justices were Republican appointed. In fact, five of those seven were Republican appointed. And Justice Blackman, who wrote the opinion in Roe v. Wade, was appointed to the court by Richard Nixon. So I'm also wondering, as part of an ongoing conversation, just what's happened in that space. I mean, even in Planned Parenthood v. Casey, it's Justices Kennedy and also O'Connor that provide a rallying cry for the legitimacy of Roe. So that's something important for us to think about, especially given how daunting this backdrop can be and the threats to Roe v. Wade going forward. That said, Cecile, on every show we ask about silver linings. And even with that backdrop, what do you see that's positive going forward? What can people do? Yeah. Look, I know in any good organizer, you've got to give people something to do because the point is not to just to raise despair, but then to create action. So I'd say, you know, first of all, people are doing a lot to take care of, of women and pregnant people right now in Texas. So it's important if you don't do anything else, maybe send send 25 bucks to the abortion funds in Texas or support an organization that's actually on the front lines of taking care of women. They are doing amazing service in impossible circumstances and talking to the docs there is heartbreaking. The stories that are coming out and are going to come out. Second, Tell your own story. You know, I had an abortion. I talk about it. I think it's important to say, as you said, not only is abortion safe, it's actually very common. And of course, most people who have abortions are already parents and they're making decisions with full realization of the responsibility, the joy, um, and and uh, what it means to actually um, to raise, raise a family uh, and raise kids. But third, this is a political problem and we may have great litigators you know, figure out some ways around this. We can raise money to support uh, clinics and um, folks on the front lines. But ultimately, this has to have a political solution. And I guess I'll end on the point that you really uh, started here, which is, you know, the people of Texas did not rise up uh, and demand an end to safe and legal abortion in the state. Quite the opposite. The people of Texas are kind of like folks at other places. What they want right now is they want an energy grid that works so that they don't get, you know, frozen out of their out of their homes, particularly our elderly. They want access to good public schools for their kids, including trans kids, which of course is another area that the that the um, this Republican governor governor has uh, gone uh, gone after. They want um, access to affordable health care and uh, and these outrageous maternal mortality rates. Um, uh, and they want to be able to vote and they want to be able to elect people who represent them. That's where the Republican Party, they're like the dog that caught the bus, right? They've been trying to make abortion illegal 
for many, many years. And now, because of this Supreme Court, they have succeeded. And it is incumbent on us that we shine a light on the the misery that they have created, um, the stories of the people who are affected, and help other people understand in the state of Texas or wherever you live that your vote is critical to determining um, who's making decisions about the most fundamental personal aspects of our life, and that includes um, our pregnancies. Cecil, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Michelle. Really appreciate it. Friends, that's it for today's episode of 15 Minutes of Feminism, part of our On the Issues with Michelle Goodwin platform at Ms. Magazine. I want to thank my guest, Cecil Richards, for joining us and being part of this critical and insightful conversation. And to you, our listeners, I thank you for tuning in for the full story. We hope you'll join us again for our next episode, where we will be reporting, rebelling, and telling it like it is, it will be an episode you will not want to miss. For more information on what we discussed today, head to MsMagazine.com and be sure to subscribe. And if you believe, as we do, that women's voices matter, that equality for all persons cannot be delayed, and that rebuilding America, being unbought and unbossed, and reclaiming our time are important, then be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to On the Issues with Michelle Goodwin, an Apple podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google podcast, and Stitcher. We are ad free and reader supported. Help us reach new listeners and bring that hard hitting content that you've come to expect by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. Let us know what you think about our show and please support independent feminist media. Look for us at MsMagazine.com for new content and special episode updates. And if you want to reach us to recommend guests for our show or topics that you want to hear about, then be sure to write to us at OnTheIssues at MsMagazine.com and we do read our mail. This has been your host, Michelle Goodwin, reporting, rebelling, and telling it like it is. On the Issues with Michelle Goodwin is a Ms. Magazine joint production. Kathy Spiller and Michelle Goodwin are our executive producers. Our producers for this episode are Roxy Zoll and Oliver Hogg. Our social media intern is Lillian LaSalle. The creative vision behind our work includes art and design by Brandy Phipps, editing by Will Alvarez, music by Chris J. Lee, and social media assistance from Lillian LaSalle and Stephanie Wilner provides excellent executive assistance.